A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. Hey, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day. Welcome to Screen Perspectives, a podcast produced by the Pittsburgh Film Office to share how people build successful careers in the screen industry, be it film, TV, streaming, etc. Screen Perspectives is born out of many conversations with industry professionals, sometimes over dinner, sometimes over drinks, and a lot of times driving around looking at the wonderful diversity of locations in the southwestern Pennsylvania region. Thousands of people make their living in the film, TV, streaming business, which is nationally an over $28 billion a year industry. Locally, it's responsible for over $150 million in new money to the southwestern Pennsylvania region's economy. There really is no direct pathway to success in this industry. It's a lot of hard work, networking, and you have to account for a little bit of luck to be successful. The Pittsburgh Film Office is excited to share these amazing individuals' stories with you so you can learn how they did it and determine your best path forward. Screen Perspectives is hosted by me, Don Kieser, Director of the Pittsburgh Film Office, and the incredible Kevin Smith, screenwriter and screenwriting instructor at the University of Pittsburgh. Thank you for joining us. Our guest on today's podcast is groundbreaking film director, screenwriter, producer, and actor, Lloyd Kaufman the co-founder of Troma Entertainment Film Studio, and the director of many of their feature films, such as the cult classic, The Toxic Avenger, and Tromeo and Juliet. Many of the strategies employed by Lloyd at Troma have been credited with making the film industry significantly more accessible and decentralized. The Museum of Modern Art selected Lloyd Kaufman's Return to Newcomb High Volume 1 as part of its prestigious Contender series a collection of influential, innovative films made in the past 12 months that are believed will stand the test of time. Honoring Lloyd Kaufman along with fellow directors David Lynch, the Coen brothers, and Sofia Coppola. The man known as Uncle Lloyd has single-handedly created the American horror film noir. Lloyd's other claim to fame is his amazing wife, Pat Kaufman, who is currently the city of New York film commissioner in the mayor's office, both Pat and Lloyd have been longtime friends of mine, and I'm thrilled to share Lloyd with our listeners and for you all get to hear the story and how amazing they all are. So welcome, Lloyd. We're happy you're here today. Welcome to Screen Perspectives, a podcast from the Pittsburgh Film Office and the amazing Kevin Smith from the University of Pittsburgh and our two wonderful producers, both Isaiah Stewart and Jennifer Booker. With us today is the man, the myth, the legend, the amazing Lloyd Kaufman of Troma Films has joined us on Screen Perspectives. Welcome, Lloyd. Well, thank you, Dawn. It's an honor. And uh, thank you, Kevin, Isaiah, and uh, beautiful Jenny. Well, you're all beautiful. I 
I'll get sued if I say beautiful. Nah, she's more yeah. beautiful than, the, than me and Leslie. Don't worry about that. that. We, we understand that part. Yeah. Hey, when <laughs> I told you. I told Lloyd we use a camera for this podcast, and he said, okay, fine, I'll shower. And it wasn't even a Saturday. So he, he, got, cleaned, he got cleaned up for us today. Thank you. Indeed. I'm wearing this fine uh, thrift shop uh, jacket. I know you look. You look. You look quite dapper today, as always. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Don. So we want to talk about you. We want to talk about how Lloyd Goffman got to be who you are, how trauma came to be, and um, it's always fun to start off. When did you think you wanted to be in the film industry as your career? When was your first time you did anything about it? Well, I made the mistake of going to Yale University, and uh, <laughs> by chance. Freshman year, I was roomed with the guy who ran the Yale Film Society, uh, Robert Edelstein, and we had a very tiny bedroom. Our beds were head to foot. Uh, I would inhale his uh, Godard stinking feet at night, and uh, <laughs> slowly the aroma du trauma was born. Uh, I'd, uh, I had no concept of even what a film director, I didn't know there was such a thing as a film director when I went to Yale, uh, but I started drifting into uh, the film society's movies, and they were very strict uh, uh, auteur uh, uh, theorists, and I speak French, and they had a big stack of uh, Cahiers de Cinema. I started reading that stuff, uh, which was written in those days by critics. This is the 60s we're talking about, uh, and uh, Godard and... Um, uh, um, Chabrol and two or three others whose names I forget uh, were critics, but they were writing about uh, Samuel Fuller and John Ford and Howard Hawks and Hitchcock as auteurs rather than just uh, filmmakers and uh, that the, they were the author of their movies. They controlled the movies uh, a thousand percent. And uh, so I got kind of, uh, and then the Film Society was showing movies by Ernst Lubitsch, and, and these are probably names that don't mean much to young people, but uh, these were the uh, these were the directors that uh, uh, inspired me. Uh, obviously, Chaplin, Keaton, uh, and uh, those uh, Renoir, Rossellini, Stan Brakhage, perhaps the greatest visualist, uh, a visual artist of uh, my lifetime. So uh, I, I picked all this up uh, from uh, Yale Film Society and the team that ran it, and uh, Robert Edelstein. Uh, uh, a, uh, a guy next to me was the son of Vincent Sherman, who made a lot of uh, movies uh, in Hollywood and got blacklisted, and uh, uh, that kind of got me a little bit interested. And uh, I, I interviewed him many years later when he was 99 years old. But I caught the movie fever, and uh, one night in the uh, Yale Film Society uh, auditorium, I was, you know, Yale was all men in those days, so I'd go in and troll for dates, and uh, they were playing uh, uh, Ernst Lubitsch, Ernst Lubitsch's To Be or Not To Be, mm -hmm. which I, I watched for the first time. Whenever I start to tell a story, you finish it. If I go on a diet, you lose the weight. If I have a cold, you cough. And if we should ever have a baby, I'm not so sure I'd be the mother. I'm satisfied to be the father. What he did to Shakespeare, we are doing now to Poland. But he walked out on me. Well, maybe he didn't feel well. Maybe he had to leave. Maybe he had a sudden heart attack. I hope so. If he stayed, he might have died. Maybe he's dead already. I'm, uh, uh, again, uh, last week, Jack Benny, Carol Lombard, and Robert Stack. And uh, that movie is so crazy, but yet so disciplined. We're in Warsaw. 
the capital of Poland. It's August 1939. Europe is still at peace. At the moment, life in Warsaw is going on as normally as ever. But suddenly something seems to have happened. Are those Poles seeing a ghost? Why does this car suddenly stop? Everybody seems to be staring in one direction. People seem to be frightened, even terrified, some flabbergasted. Can it be true? It must be true, no doubt. The man with the little mustache, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler in Warsaw when the two countries are still at peace and all by himself? He seems strangely unconcerned by all the excitement he's causing. Is he by any chance interested in Mr. Maslowski's delicatessen? That's impossible, he's a vegetarian. And yet, he doesn't always stick to his diet. Sometimes he swallows whole countries. Does he want to eat up Poland, too? Anyhow, how did he get here? What happened? Well, it all started in the general headquarters of the Gestapo in Berlin. It's uh, literally yin and yang. Uh, by the way, I majored in Chinese studies and uh, did a lot of... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael Hurst. And... Uh, and uh, <laughs> this will keep you up at night. You don't want this. Um, <laughs> anyway, to Lubitsch, I saw that movie and uh, I, I said um, it, it was, uh, I, you know, I decided that I, I, I didn't want to uh, uh, watch films. I wanted to make them. It was like, uh, you know, I wanted to live and it was like having eye drops in my eyes and nose and ears and uh from then on uh, i decided uh, to uh, make movies and uh, you know uh, that was it was uh, the turning point ernst lubitsch's to be or not to be which i watched just last week again and it is it's just brilliant it's terrific funny and deep and satirical and clever and uh, wonderful anyway what did your parents think you were studying at yale well, I majored in Chinese studies, so yin and yang. The uh, the thing I got out of it, in large part, was uh, now. Thank you for asking that. Uh, was Lao Tzu, the uh, uh, Tao Te Ching, and then Chuangzi, the uh, neo Taoist. And the world is divided into two: uh, yin and yang, uh, good and evil are together; crazy and sane are together; uh, uh, love and hate. You don't have one kind of without the other. So um, Lubitsch's movie was a perfectly uh, Taoist kind of thing. It was crazy, but yet so beautifully disciplined and controlled. Uh, I couldn't... Uh, anyway, if you want to blame somebody for trauma, uh, go to the graves of Ernst Lubitsch, Carol Lombard, and Robert Sack, and uh, urinate on That's, by the way, a few students. If you students want to go into the movie business... And especially if you want to be independent, you're going to be peed and have your face shoved in shit for 50 years. You're looking at at somebody for 50 years. That's why my skin is so smooth. (laughs) Anyway, that's a very valuable lesson for you uh, youngsters out there who want to be independent filmmakers. Would you suggest uh, it? Is it a career path at this point? I have, I'm not Edith Piaf, you know, je ne regrette rien. I have, I have plenty of regrets. Uh, don't you worry about that. But uh, I can't complain. I've had a wonderful partner for 50 years, Mr. Michael Erz, with whom uh, uh, I, I directed Toxic Avenger and many of our early movies. So describe to people who, the three people who don't know, what's trauma? Tell them what trauma is. How do you, how do you, what's your elevator speech on trauma? Well, um, in a nutshell, uh, 
people who are fans of Troma who see a movie in a theater, and there are very few left at play our theater our movies, uh, they know they will either love uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, or they will hate uh, Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger Part 4, but they'll never forget Tromeo and Juliet. They will have an adventure in the cinema. <laughs> they will have a, a real emotion. It won't be just a series of, uh, of uh, kind of bland uh, uh, treacle. I got you a gift. I finally figured out something to do with those pig's ears. It's new, and it's oh so delicioso. And you're going to be the first one to try it out. It's raisin loaf. It's like olive loaf, but it's not. It's raisin loaf. Why? Because there are raisins in it. Oh, wow! It totally blows my mind. Nobody's ever made a raisin loaf before, Juliet. Here. Dry slicer. London. Um, I'm macrobiotic. <laughs> You're bionic. No, I'm macrobiotic. It's a strict vegetarian lifestyle. You're you're a a vegetarian. Yes, I have been for quite some time. I'm vegetarian. These are movies that create genuine emotion. Uh, our movies, the ones we've made in-house, uh, and we now have a, a platform called Troma Now, which has got about a 1,000 movies on it, most of which we didn't make, but all of our 50-year oeuvre is there. Uh, uh, our movies create uh, the, uh, a genuine emotion, and uh, as a result... Uh, oh, and also they uh, have an undercurrent of uh, satirical social themes or political themes. Uh. You've been listening to Episode 9 of Screen Perspectives. Screen Perspectives is hosted by Don Keezer and Kevin Smith. Produced and engineered by Max Glider, Isaiah Stewart, and Jennifer Booker. Music by Isaiah Stewart. Screen Perspectives is a production of the Pittsburgh Film Office.